you're on a podcast right. with your best friend, the person you go to work with and do a podcast with and quit business and finance with is talking about the culture on a regular basis. And you mean to tell me you nowhere in you or in your experiences or your interaction did they write this character to be like, oh, I hang with my partner enough to know Roscoe taking a black family to Roscoe's chicken and waffle is not the best bet. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. To films in black and white, everybody. I'm I'm very white, but I'm very excited you're with us uh, well, yeah. today. My name is Doug Slides Wagner. Uh, you know, just that's uh, interesting. I don't know why I went with that. I just I picked something that was relevant to our movie discussion and went. Oh, okay. let's go with slides because we can. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds good. But uh, happy everybody here is here with us today. We are going to talk a little mm-hmm. Netflix's You People. We're also going to talk the 2000 movie, the 2005 movie Guess Who to a certain extent because I because yeah. I watched that. Um, yeah. And really, to be honest, we're going to talk about anything else we want to talk about, which is fine. Whatever um, else we want to talk about. That's just how it works. We, it's our podcast, so we can. So that, that's what makes it great. Um, but I need to make sure uh, that my friend, brother, uh, just all around good dude, Marcus, uh, what's the matter with you people, Destin? Uh, uh, it's thoroughly welcomed. Marcus, how you feeling? I'm feeling, you know, we we are good. We are here. Happy Black Histories Eve, Eve. Uh, By the time you're hearing this, um, it will be Black History Month for those that are not joining us on the Patreon. Um, For those that are joining us live in the realm of Meta Facebook, Happy Black History Month. I only get blacker from here. I do not, but that's very exciting (laughs) for you. I'm very very excited for you. Uh, Marcus, Anything excited about that you're excited about this uh, Black History Month season? Yeah, just you know, honestly, being blacker, okay. just really up in the ante on my on, on my blackness. One of the things you know, we get to Black History Month, and a lot of sometimes, sometimes, not a lot of times, I feel like there's a lot of reflection on just the. Um, resiliency part. So it's like a lot of the mm. sadness and a lot of the things that we had to push through. I just want to focus more, not forget, but focus a little bit more on the joy of oh, being sure. black. You know what yeah. I mean? And just like, you know, as much bullshit that is happening, the bullshit ain't going to stop. You know what I mean? Is, and we've it made it through not, a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to enjoy that more, just the joy yeah. of being black. So that's that's the way. That's way to have a positive attitude. Yeah. And that's I feel like we do that not not to take away from upcoming Black History Month, but mm-hmm. we do that anytime at Black History Year. Anytime yeah. we yeah. do that anytime we celebrate any like significant mm-hmm. cultural group. It's mm-hmm. like uh Latina history Latino history month, we talk about it, 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 it's a lot of like we use it as an opportunity to celebrate all of the ways in which we've fell short as a country mm, or sometimes. even maybe in our communities. 
but it can be so much more than that. So I appreciate the like the positive vibe you bring to it. Yeah, I don't want it to be so somber. Like, yes, we made it, and but don't give me slow violins. Give me like electric, gu- like guitar. Like I want to yeah. be black rock star for yeah. this Black History Month. Absolutely. That's what I need. Most, but how are you doing, dude? You know I'm good, man. The sun was out today, so it I don't was. know how. <laughs> Yes, I did. Uh, so that was good. Uh, it was a good day at work. It was a, a chill weekend. It was nice to just kind of kick it and relax a little bit. Um, we have gotten Vermilion has gotten 47 inches of snow this Oof. winter season so Oof. far. And I am I can feel it. I feel it in my joints yeah. is where I really feel yeah. it. Disgusting. Um, yeah. Um, but other you know, that, that's, that's one way to ruin Black History Month is just walking outside and seeing that much white just <laughs> snow. It's just it's it's really it's not really great for me and my homeboys just to be walking outside and just every I didn't go anywhere for the past two days this weekend. Like yeah. it was snowing and drifting and all this yeah, other stuff. Go anywhere, and I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't no. want to go nowhere. We also did not go anywhere either uh, for that exact reason. Yeah, talk about being reminded of being oppressed every time yeah. you walk outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and have just yeah, white like yeah. in your face. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a good weekend. Um, was able to just kind of kick it. Uh, didn't really do a lot, which was fine. Got to read a little bit. Got to mm-hmm. uh, play outside with the kids a little bit. So all in all, it was a great weekend. Um, and so I'm just happy to be with here. Happy it's Monday because we get to do this, which yeah. is something I was the best to. part of Mondays. Best yeah. part of Mondays. Now you may notice that Brian Roush, uh, one Brian Roush, is not with us. Uh, he is not dead, but he is currently driving from Orlando, Florida, all the way back to Illinois. Um, so we would just like to say, keep at it, Brian. You can yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> Keep on keeping on, brother. You keep on keeping on. You yeah. know, if you see headlights coming at you, Brian, merge like you're yeah. fine. <laughs> what a wow. I want to know how jam packed is Brian's car with souvenirs, trinkets. You know, because when you go on a trip, it's like you don't leave with, with as much stuff. But when you're coming back from a trip, it seems like everything doubles. So I'm interested to know how yeah. much stuff Brian is like packed. He should do like an unpacking haul. when he. I would back. love to see a un- yeah. they call it like an unboxing and unvanning as they unpack Ooh, the van yeah. and pull everything out. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is that thing. Uh, all I can say is if you follow Brian on Twitter, he took mm-hmm. a picture of him in his fighter pilot helmet he as did. he is getting ready to go. And I hope he goes the whole drive wearing it because I really he hope he does too. not to. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine he opens up the back of the van, he pulls out the helmet, then he pulls out the ax and then a lightsaber. That's only <laughs> the beginning. Like that scratches <laughs> merely scratches the surface of That's what just the tip of the iceberg, the iceberg really. Yeah yeah. 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 I did say this to Brian in the chat this weekend that I was really like, it's got to be a little bit easier to drive with it than fly with it oh, because God. i remember the stress of like oh no what's going to happen to my lightsaber like is it going to be okay and um he doesn't have to worry about that because he can just pack the van and and give everything does pack it, as he needs to. it comes with a case it does oh okay nice, nice. and nice. we are going to get you your lightsaber marcus i'm i am committed to this trip you are. Doug, Doug typed out a, a whole itinerary oh, yeah. plan with prices like an entire trip to yeah. get me to be able to go get a lightsaber because I'm now I'm the only one that's true without a lightsaber you need one. in the group. Yeah. How are we I gonna take one. how are we gonna take down the Sith if you don't have one? It's that's true. It's just that's true. You know, 
Yeah. Um, but Marcus, we do have a relatively somber note to cover um, yeah. because it wouldn't be us if we didn't address some national events and some things that happened. And um, over the past few days, we've had uh, footage released from the incident in Memphis, Tennessee with Tyree Nichols and what happened to him. Um, and I just want to take a minute because we usually talk about this type of stuff and we're very open about this. Um, and I just... I want to send the thought again. I hate to that we've had to do this again, that we have to do this again in the three, four years that we've had this podcast, but just thoughts and 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 prayers and 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 good vibes being sent to Mr. Nichols's family and his kids and just all of it. Cause that yeah. I did not watch the video. Um Mark Bernadine, who's a comic book person, and he's written for uh some like sci-fi shows and things like that he said he said it best and i'm gonna borrow his words which is i don't watch the video i know how it starts i know how it ends and i i just don't need to like i i've just seen it so many times at this point in type that i just don't need to but um yeah just wanted to say that our our thoughts are with uh, his family and with the community and um we've we've got to do something about policing in this country because it is so fundamentally broken and needs to be overhauled um but yeah but wanted yeah. to give you some space as well to kind of talk through uh maybe what you're thinking or what you're feeling about it as well so you know it's it's uh and i appreciate that you know i appreciate everything that you said for me it's, it's just i didn't watch the video either because i felt like watching the video in the headspace that i was in mm. was going to break me and yep. like that was not what I needed in that moment. Like, you know, it's not what I need right now. Like, and I feel like you kind of said it, mm. you know, you know how it, you know how it starts, you know how it ends. And just watching the videos of his family alone addressing people. And to be honest, for me, on my algorithm, I don't know if it was just mine, but they have been prepping people for this video on TikTok and on Facebook and on Twitter, mm. like, the Memphis police department and you know, the community, they have been prepping themselves and they have been prepping us for like, when this video comes out, they was like, it's, it's like the Rodney King video or it's mm. like, um, like Emmett mm. Till, like the, that was like the levels they were putting it on. And, and based off yeah. of like the, the people that I've seen that have watched the video based off the things that they say, you know, they did not exaggerate how disgusting and how mm -hmm. cruel and how disheartening and sad that that you know that this is and you know him screaming out for his mother and being blocked from his house and yeah. the way that they were maybe the police the, the squad that they had wasn't supposed to be in that neighborhood like we don't know what everything is we know that they got fired ahead of time we know that they were very quick to make decisions yes. on things they did not hesitate this time around there's a different conversation on you know people you know them being black cops versus if they were white cops if things would have been the yeah. same it's so many moving pieces and for me it's like first of all i don't want to see my it's it's hard for me to see my people do my people like that mm. you know what i mean and then they always right. say every all, all skin folk ain't kin folk but it, it goes back to me to the system is broken mm. it doesn't yeah. matter about you know the race right that's a yep. component but it's like the system itself needs to be you know, needs an overhaul. And so it's just yeah. sad. It's it's very disheartening. It's very sad. I cannot watch the video. So I can't bring myself to watch it. And so, you know, I prayers to his family, um, yep. you know, hopes, you know, I, I pray that they are covered in this time and they get everything that they need. You know, you can't mm -hmm. get your child back. You can't get your son back. They can't get your father back. But, you know, I hope that yeah. 
something comes from this. Some type of change comes from this. I mean, right? I mean, like it feels like this has been such like a like a like a merry-go-round that right. every time it comes back around again and you hope it's a different ride, but it just it feels like it's going to be so similar. So, right. I hope that we don't get stuck in cynicism. That's mm. that's the thing that I hope most for us as a collective group of people is to not be cynical and to actually truly believe that something can be different. But I think another point that you brought up about, because I've also seen this discussion about the police officers and the fact that they were black and the fact that they, um, you know, and how swift this was. And I think we all need to be reminded of the quote that absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm. Like it does. It does not matter who it is. Or, or, or what it is, if the system empowers this type of behavior, it, it doesn't matter who's on, who's perpetrating it. It's going to be, it's going to, it's, it's something that's there. So I think that this is where a mother reminder that it's the system. That's the problem. Like, yeah. and we need to, we need to point fingers at the system being fixed. So, um, but this is a movie podcast, and as much as it is something that we wanted to acknowledge, we also have a whole podcast to get to where we talk about race and relationships. So <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where I land with this movie. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. So, I'm so excited to explore that with you. Yeah. But more importantly, idea. we yeah. have to play catch that catch quotable. That quotable. The soulful sounds of yeah. Marcus J. The Marcus Black. Yeah, the yeah. Are you ready for this week's? I didn't have to. I think the the black. I was gonna be like, yeah, the black voice. Like, but that's yep, that's <laughs> yeah, can't yeah, look, can't, do the black do the black voice. Yeah, yeah, do do the black voice for us. Yeah. Um, can't do that after the what we just nope. touched on. Um nope. are you ready for this week's quote, Marcus? Ready. Okay. No. No, I prefer to be unsociable and taciturn. What makes it also enjoy? What makes it so much more enjoyable? Don't you think? Hold on, I gotta read that again. No, no, I prefer to be unsociable and taciturn. Makes it all so much more enjoyable. Don't you think? First of all, using the word taciturn in a quote, I'm not gonna get it. I don't know it. I feel very confident. I am also not going to get it. Uh, oh, shit. I, I blame. Okay. I blame. I blame Roman because is Roman. This, his quote? this is a quote from Roman, and Roman, you've got your, you've got us all wrong. Like I don't know how to, I don't know how to put this. Like <laughs> whoever you think we are, Roman, well, who that's not we who are? we are. We are not that guy. Like under, no. like we're not, we're not those. We're not people. him, pal. Well, no, we're not. Um. So God, I don't know. I mean, taciturn makes me think like it's murder. She wrote like it's something like super like highfalutin and ha uh, do I need a hint, Mister Clean? <laughs> How in? First of all, you insult our movie intelligence, and then you insult my with a quote like this. Partner with yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna turn down a hint. So yeah. if you have one, I'll take you ain't it. Gotta call Mister Clean on the way there. Him. That's messed up, Roman. That's, that's messed up, man. That's insult to injury. So Sheesh. that's just how I feel about it. Um, I mean, my knee-jerk reaction before the hint is, my knee-jerk reaction is that this is some type of, like, highfalutin book movie. Like, oh. uh, what's the word? Like, what am I looking for? Um, like, this feels like a Shakespeare-level movie. Like, this feels like it could be, like, um, Hamlet. It's a, it's it's a, a romance, romance movie. movie. Yeah, okay. So you kind of own it with Shakespeare a little bit. I feel like using the word taciturn, somebody who used that word, they, they like 
that they around people who don't normally use that mm-hmm. word, like kind of a stick in the mud. Like if I'm thinking like Brooklyn Nine Nine, Captain Holt, Andre Brower yeah. type energy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can you read the quote one more time? Let me read the quote one more time. Let me let me read the quote one more time. No, what the fuck does taciturn even mean? Taciturn means taciturn. No, NASA. No. <laughs> NASA, no. What? Yeah, I got. I, sorry, I tried to talk to you and read the quote at the same time, which did not work well for my mouth. Okay. No, no. I prefer to be unsociable and taciturn. Makes it all so much more enjoyable, don't you think? Do you think if I read it in a British accent, I think, that you, think you would get it better? I yeah. feel like that kind of helped. That came kind of gave me a good little vibe. Like maybe it's a snobby no, no, vibe. I, I, I prefer to be unsociable yeah. and taciturn. Makes yeah. it all so much more enjoyable, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so see, this is somebody who's snarky. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is somebody who's like, Kira Knightley is in this movie. That does not help. That doesn't help me at all either. <laughs> I don't know. When the last time I even watched a movie with Kira Knightley in it on purpose? Um, not a lot. That she's not a good actress. I just nope, I don't know. Just not not my bag. Um, yeah, we've spent a lot of time here, so I'm gonna lock in my quote. I okay. think that based on the fact that this feels very like old Englishy, I'm gonna go with a Knight's Tale. Now I know oh. that Kira Knightley is not in a Knight's Tale, but I feel very confident that that's what this could be. Can you name a movie that Kira Knightley is in? Just so I got a reference of who this is. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't put a face with a name. Was was Keira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice? Was she in? I feel like she was actually, right, but she's give me, a, give me another movie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me another movie. <laughs> okay, let me let me pull this up. I know it was there was Kira. she's been a she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was like the big deal uh, for a while. I'm just need um, to see what her face looks like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got yeah. It. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Pirates I have of the Caribbean. Zero idea what she was in. That's okay, that been. makes sense. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, so can I make a guess? Of please, based off of the movie that popped up when I googled her name to see what her face looks like. Yes. Is that cheating? No. Okay, since he said it's a romance movie, I'm eh. using my resources. I'm gonna that's... say Love Actually. Okay, that's fine. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's that's let's fine. yeah yeah yeah. So I went with a Night's Tale. That. You went with Love Actually. I went with Love Actually. Let's so see what we're gonna this do. Let's is... drum roll, please. We we did not get this correct. God, it is. <laughs> oh, this is straight up from. Uh... Is it Pride and Prejudice? Because that's what <laughs> Brian just texted in the pretty... chat. Brian <laughs> Brian typed in all caps. <laughs> it's Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> well, Brian would have got it right because it's Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> do you Sorry, see Brian? Do you see what happens when Brian's not yeah. here? We're not we're a complete incomplete. picture. Yeah, we're not complete. Uh, we're not a complete. You took advantage picture. of us while we were down, Roman. Yeah. It won't happen I, next week though. You you call me Mr. Clean. Yeah. You take advantage of me when I'm most Didn't vulnerable. Say Happy Black History Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There it is. Just that's, we started that's off on the wrong feel. foot on this podcast. <laughs> we absolutely did. Foot. Uh, absolutely did. Uh, Mark, sorry we let you down, Brian. It's okay, bro. It's it's okay, Brian. It's just get back soon. Make sure you don't. We need you. Don't don't go anywhere. Um, more importantly, yeah. Marcus, is there any news pieces or things that you'd like to highlight uh, from this last week before we sort of uh, pivot on over to our movie discussion? I feel like something happened, and I just I'm not really sure 
what it was. Let me let me roll, scroll through my Rolodex. Do you I, have anything I, that that you like? I have two. I have two things. Um, okay. First is it's all DC related uh, oh, because the first thing is somebody needs to come get Zachary Levi. Like somebody needs to check on him <laughs> because he's really out here trying to be. He's really like, okay, they haven't announced that Shazam is being recast. Let's see how far I can take this. He's living life on the edge there. Let's see what yeah, I can he's... do. And so for those of you that don't know, Zachary Levi mm-hmm. went to Twitter and he posted some like anti-vax level like like <laughs> statement. So basically Could like be... it, anti big pharma depending on how you read it yeah. it could go either way to be honest yeah um but the whole like twitter world is up in, in an uproar like how could he say that like how could he be such a big like anti-vaxxer type dude um and i, I all i have to say is come on man like of the people who are left to be played i mean the only people who have yet to be announced as being recast are you and Ezra Miller. So do you really want to be roped in with Ezra Miller level bullshit? Or do you want to try and rise above and try to be, try to be somebody a little bit different? Cause it's just a little nuts in my mind. I just don't. Yeah. He, so he put out this tweet. Well, somebody tweeted something mm-hmm. and he quote retweeted it and was like, Oh, it was about Pfizer. And yep. it was essentially saying like something about, going against Pfizer. He mm-hmm. retweeted and it was like, he said no going against it with some type of emoji face. And then everybody obviously got on his ass. And then the next yep. tweet was, um, this is what I mean by this. As if he was not trying to say he was a anti-vaxxer, but he was just saying like, it was going yeah. against Big Pharma, how Pfizer is going to owe people a lot of money because of these whatever allegations yeah. or whatever the case may be. Go read somebody, it for yourselves. We are not some, so, somebody tweeted. Somebody tweeted. The original tweet said, do you agree or not that Pfizer is a real danger to the world? Yes. And Zachary Levi <laughs> commented on it with, hardcore agree with the like flat face like emoji face like the thin yeah. line like like that one so yeah but yeah so there's that that's my that's my first piece that i had cool this that that ties into my next piece okay <clears throat> in the okay. year of our lord and savior okay, <laughs> 2023 this is what yeah. i promised to do for y'all um i am gonna start calling y'all by what y'all are if necessary you are a bunch of jabronis okay (laughs) jabronis is my word of 2023 check really really bought it into perspective (laughs) after the after the uh the the uh afc and nfc championship game right going to super bowl telling the mayor hey you know what i mean you need to mind your told the mayor of cincinnati like yo you need to mind your business and uh you need to watch what you say and mind your business stay in your place you jabroni and then it made me think of the rock growing up how i used to hear the Mm -hmm. rock say jabroni and then i had to google it to make sure it wasn't a racist term before I started just using this casually. Oh no, and it just means so, like a like a foolish person, basically. It means like a stupid, foolish person. And I was so glad because in this year, 2023, I am calling y'all a bunch of jabronis. All right. It's a Zachary great word. Levi, you can have whatever opinion you want. Okay. You just yeah. gotta be responsible. All right. Yeah. You gotta be responsible. Okay. And you gotta stay in 10 toes on it. You jabroni. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else doing stupid shit? Bunch of jabronis. That's all that's, I that's really what all my news is right there. I just want to let y'all know that if you hear me calling you a jabroni, I mean that from the bottom of my nuts. 
<laughs> that's you know, and that's and that's how you can tell you can mean it. Yeah, I yeah. I used to remember when uh, I used to remember when the Rock used to say things like, "You better be careful, you check yourself into the SmackDown Hotel, Jabroni." Like it was just yeah. like that was yeah. the way he went with it. And I yeah. think the more I hear this word, the more I want to integrate it into my daily vocabulary. Just call him a Jabroni. Don't 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 let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. Like I'm bringing yeah. all of that yeah. type of rock vibe. We are gonna bring that back. We are gonna bring Absolutely. that back. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm here. I ain't for got it. no other news really. That's pretty much and it. The other thing I was gonna only ask is to I'd like to play the speculation game if we can. Oh god, okay. Because rumor on the street is that James Gunn is going to make some announcements about the future of the DCEU Chapter tomorrow. One. Tomorrow. Mm. Uh, suppose, I believe the original date was slated like January 31st, that this was supposed to be some things were supposed to start start to come out about what he was thinking. Mm -hmm. So any speculation or thoughts that you might have about what's to come from DCU EU stuff, Marcus? Oh, so if I have to speculate, we won't be getting anything about the big three or trilogy. Let's just start there, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. I think you start with Blue Beetle. Okay. And maybe Shazam, dependent, like maybe those are the first moving pieces. Sure. Because he, he called it chapter one. Yeah, like, true. If I'm not mistaken, right? So if you yeah. thought of chapter one, I think you start with Blue Beetle and where that leads and the Flash. Mm. So I think they've made decisions on if the Flash is still happening, what happened. I think you grouping all of these DC movies that are like slated to come out, you're going to mm -hmm. put all these together. I think you may get an announcement about Peacemaker 2, which could possibly be yep. a jumpstart point into the rest of his like DCU. Um, yep. And maybe something about a Green Lantern something, but nothing in particular, but I honestly can't think of anything outside of Blue Beetle being the main focus of we may get a five movie slate, no series or anything. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. The Green Lantern could be the series. So, like, we'll maybe get a five project slate. That's yeah. Me. Yeah. What I could think? I could see. I think you're right. Like, I do think they're not going to announce any big movies that are coming um, because they don't they're still figuring out some casting stuff. So I think that mm -hmm. there's still like a laying foundations and laying groundwork. I think if it's going to be anything, I think we might get like a casting announcement for like mm -hmm. a, one of the big three. I think this is where you maybe put That's some of the, like, I think you put some of like, either you commit to being like Gal Gadot as your wonder woman. Cause he never said that she was out. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he never said like she's done. So you could, that would be an easy one to be like, yep, we decided to bring her back. She's going to come back for a different movie, not written by Patty Jenkins, but it's going to be a different person. So I could see you doing that. I mean, I think on the tail end, like on the really far end of the spectrum, that is like mm -hmm. unlikely. I don't think it's likely we get like a Superman announcement or a Batman Hell announcement. No. But I think Hell if we no. get any type of casting announcement, we're going to get a Wonder Woman one. And it's also confirming we'll that Gal Gadot's not leaving. And there's like a something about like a Matt Reeves, even though it's oh, not connected yeah. to this universe. I think that you get something about Matt Reeves, Batman, or some type mm -hmm. of hint to that. But I definitely, I, I don't, I can't see any major casting. I'm sorry. I just think it's one of those kind of they're gonna work backwards. They're gonna build from the foundation these ground type heroes that will lead yeah. to your big three. But I just can't. I just, I just can't see them doing it. Possibly more about the Flash, like an additional trailer or something mm. like that, so that they can finally go to the press run because yeah. that movie's supposed to be coming out soon, and we don't have no shit else oh about yeah, it. Yeah, it is the supposed trailer, to be coming out soon. Like so, what? February, March? 
so I think it's March or something yeah, like that. Right? So, yeah. Anyway, um, damn. Yeah, but I don't. I don't see. I don't know what the fuck he got going on. Yeah, Apparently, Dave Batista thinks he's gonna start from scratch. So yeah, that, I, that, that I, came out today. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Uh, it's because of Dave Batista, I think, ever since like Knives Out, and especially since because Knock on the Cat, Knock at the Cabin, which is what's coming out next week that we're actually going to review. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. He's been in the spotlight a lot more, and I think he's really kind of trying to, I think he's trying to get a role somewhere in the DCEU, but he wants it to be the right one because someone asked him somewhere like, hey, Dave, do you think you would ever want to play Bane? And he was like, I would love to play Bane. I just don't think my body can handle putting on that much weight. Like, I don't yeah. think I could handle the physical toll of like packing on the pounds, but cause I agree. Like, I think he'd be an awesome Bane, but I just don't think like cool. he, he's a little bit older. So I mm-hmm. think it would be hard for him to like, uh, like he said, if he thinks his body can't do it, then I not, he knows his body better than I do. So I think it depends on like which Bane that we get. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like the uh, young Justice Bane is like Spanish speaking and yep. he comes from like Spanish wrestling and like yep. that kind of heritage. That would be that would be pretty cool for me to see. I don't know if I don't know how you carry Batman in this. If he's his own, you know, yeah. if we get another Batman solo movie or if yep. you tie this Batman into the rest of the big three. So he's more a part of the Justice League. And then Matt Reeves has his own individual. Bat- like, I have zero idea mm-hmm. of what they're, you know, how they're going to tie in video games, movies and TV. I'm kind of excited DCU. about that, too, to be honest with you. It's interesting. Like I'm, kind of, I'm kind of like I'm not. I'm interested. They've kept things such close to the vest and they haven't like announced yeah. enough for me to be like, all right, DC, like I, I'll pay attention. Like, what do you, yeah. what do you want to tell me? So, yeah. um, I recently read a comic book that had, that was Bane oriented. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading these one shots that DC has been doing about Batman villains called one bad day. And they did one for Bane recently and it was really good. I did not see a lot of what they were going to cover Sounds coming. So it was really interesting. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm also uh, throwing their Suicide Squad too. I feel like something about a Suicide Squad yeah. could be announced because that's easy enough for you to slap a bunch of random characters together and make a movie to propel Chapter One forward. You know what I mean? Like something like that. You so, could follow up. Waller. I've heard that the video game is going to be dog shit. So that's what I heard too. <laughs> they I, they put that leak out and then mums the word on the rest of that planning <laughs> and programming for that movie. So yeah. for that game. So good luck with that. Godspeed. Um. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to cover, like move, like rumor wise, is there's a couple rumors I've been seeing floating around TikTok, and we're gonna pivot to the other other studio that does typically comic book oriented things, which is Marvel, and it's all Fantastic Four oriented because there have been some leaks that have circled around Reddit um, Mm -hmm. and other sources that I think we just want to touch on quickly. Okay, Um, I haven't heard any of these. I don't know. I'm gonna run down a couple. Okay, the first is. We have a rumored casting and we have a casting for Victor Vaughn Doom. Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? It is not Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Thank God. It is Adam driver. Uh, Oh God. I don't know. Okay. Maybe that could work. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not against it. Yeah. I don't know. That could. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's a little dry for me. Sometimes Adam Driver can be a little, he can like drag a little bit. I don't know if I see him as the biggest of biggest bads yet. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Victor Von Doom, Adam Driver is Victor Von Doom. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like he could do it. Like, he's certainly menacing. Like, he does villains well. I mean, he did Kylo Ren really well. Yeah, didn't he already play a metal face villain already? Like, Kylo Ren, Dr. Doom. Kind of what I thought, too. It was like, he kind of did They both shoot lightning out of their fingertips. That's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um... So that's the first one. Again, these are all like gigantic grains of salt. So don't, yeah. no one should quote us on this at all. For sure. No, quote the, us. Fuck it. The, uh, yeah, quote me. That's fine. Um, Watch it. Disney's listening to the podcast and we'll announce it tomorrow. Well, the that's films in black and white got it. But as well, if those two have it, we might as well let it out. Yeah. Um, the other rumor is the main villain of Fantastic Four's movie that's coming. And. Okay. Victor Von Doom is not the main villain. Galactus is. And there are some rumors swirling around. Um, my brother commented, Adam Driver deserves redemption from how Disney, Disney did him dirty. He kind of Honestly, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, would, I would agree. Him yeah, and 100%. the guy, him and, uh, oh God, the guy who played Finn. Um. Oh, John Boyega. John Boyega. Yeah, John, John Boyega. John Boyega needs they a big time redemption. You're right, Sam. You're yeah, right. they did not. They did not do that them mm -hmm. very well at all. So anyway, Galactus is rumored to be the main villain for the Fantastic Four reboot, Who and there are Galactus? rumors swirling around that Liam Neeson <laughs> will be the voice for Galactus. <laughs> I can't even say what I wanted to say because it's Black History Month, and I I, I don't typically yeah I can't even say what I was okay. going to say. I well, can't even say what I was going to say. I kind of want to know what you. You ever heard that? Now. Did you ever hear that story about Liam Neeson when he was like when he talked about how he was so mad after an incident happened with one of his friends? He walked around the bad neighborhoods, like predominantly black neighborhoods, looking for trouble, hoping somebody would like approach him. No, you never heard those. <laughs> no. <laughs> Was he trying to test his very secret special he, set of skills? You got to look the story up on your own. It was like something happened to a friend of his and it was done. I think he said by a black man. And so he would go to, he would like, when he was so pissed off, he would walk around neighborhoods and he would hope that somebody would like come up and like do something to him. And so in my head, when you said he played Galactus in my head, all I heard was Galactus saying, I wish a nigga would. And that was all I could think. <laughs> That was the only thing that I could think of. So I'm sorry for people listening. I typically don't like the, you know. No. That, but yeah. yeah. Come on, yeah. try and take it from me. I dare yeah. you. I double yeah. dare you. I dare you, Reed. I yeah. dare you. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I did like I did like Liam Neeson. Roman Myers said he liked him. And Ted was hilarious. Yeah, he did really good in in that. Oh, 100. Yeah. percent Does he have the voice for Galactus though? I don't know, and that's and that's my my. <laughs> kind of problem with it is like i don't think he has sorry brian like if you're listening in the car I'm he so has a sorry, menacing brian, and kids and stuff i'm so sorry i am so sorry <laughs> i am i am you know what though dearly here's, I'm so what, here's sorry. what i'm gonna say brian if you're listening to this with your children in the car <laughs> you know what this is i'm so sorry okay like you you've been on the air with us before yeah. so yeah. um yeah. anyway uh anyway but I don't Ryan know. says Adam Driver is a gem in Star Wars in all caps. In all caps. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know he's texting our chat right now. I have no idea yeah. if he's driving or if he's, you know, I don't know, but Brian is with us. Um, the other thing I'll say is there's a rumored Disney Plus like special presentation all about Silver Surfer that would come out before mm. the reboot, setting up Galactus. I don't know. It seems like a lot. 
Like, so I don't know how true it is, but it seems like a lot. I would like, I would like a special presentation done on the Silver Surfer. That'd be cool. Give give me forty five minutes of Werewolf by Night vibes for the Silver Surfer. Put it in black mm-hmm. and white. I don't give a fuck about that either. Do that too. That was um, fine. And I think that's fine. Give me a nice voice for the Silver Surfer, or honestly, don't give him a voice at all. Just do somebody narrating the story or something like that about the rumors of the Silver Surfer and how I he originated, and how he originated, or how a a a um herald of Galactus happened, like how a herald of, of any herald of any mm-hmm. time period, because I yeah. can't see them bringing in Silver Surfer until. I don't know. That doesn't seem like they would bring him in immediately. That seems like that'd be a sequel movie, kind of like the first that's time. They did I mean, again, before. that's a lot. That's a you doing that's your major lot. characters the first go round. I can't oh, see yeah. you doing the major. Characters. I mean, they have said they have said like this isn't going to be an origin story. Like you're going to pick them right up. But again, I still it feels like it's way too much to cover. And I feel like a Disney Plus pre- special presentation about. Uh, Silver Surfer, fine. I can do that. Like that's absolutely fine. Um, but don't don't give me homework for the movie because no. there are going to be people who get pissed by that. And to be honest with you, I, I don't know how well that's going to go over. Right now, the rumors are swirling around where it's just there's so much to set up and so much yeah. to talk about. I mean, there was also another rumor swirling around that Molecule Man will be introduced in Fantastic Four. No way. And the sole reason why is to set up Secret Wars. No, no way. And so. Here's here's why I say no it's way. It's just too much. Here's why I say no way. With um oh god, I'm forgetting people's names. Who is the new Disney head of Disney? Bob now? Iger. Bob Iger. With Bob Iger back. Thank you. Um, less is more. That's the Bob Iger. Oh, model. that's the Bob Iger way. Quality over quantity. So mm-hmm. I can't see Bob Iger. Something gotta give. All of these things ain't happening no at once. No. I think they're definitely gonna go less is more. So I don't know if you get that special presentation on Silver Surfer. I don't know. I don't I don't know if you do. I think they're going to go quality over quantity. And yep. it's also rumored Fantastic Four is a is a um, it's a time traveling movie of sorts. There's yeah. another rumor I keep seeing like that one has been consistent since they announced it. Yeah. And so you would need to do an old villain. You know what I mean? Like if they're time traveling, who yep. is that older villain? It could be Molecule Man. It could be somebody we don't know. It could mm-hmm. be a. Oh, I'm getting the Incredibles mixed up with Fantastic Four. Who's Mole Man? But there is a there's a Fantastic Four character like that too, though. I mean, there is one. There He's is a pretty one. minor villain, but yeah, there Very. is one. But you could do it that way if you really, really wanted to, and just focus on the family oh, yeah, getting it together. Yeah, but again, these are all rumors swirling out there. There's only one rumor that I hope really isn't true. Like I'm fine with all of this as of now. The rumor right now is that the Disney Plus show is that Ryan Gosling will be playing the Silver Surfer, and I really just don't want that Ooh, to be the case. Silver Surfer. And that's your response is why I don't want it to happen because I don't want it to be like a this dude has a 13 pack of abs. So we're going to mm-hmm. make him the silver surfer. Yep, that's yeah. right. Not an even amount. You figure out how that works on his body. 13 uh, pack of abs and a 12 inch surfboard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. The 10 toes down on that. Um. So that's where I, I just hope that that's not the case because I really just don't want to have to deal with a sexy silver surfer. Um. And plus, I like the idea of Ryan Gosling doing um, Ghost Rider, which he has been linked to as well. So, which doing I could what? Be on board doing with. what in Ghost Rider? Being like Danny Ketch or Johnny no. Blaze. Hell, hell no! I hell don't no, hate it, and no. I don't. I don't hate it because of Baby Driver. Hell I no! I I'm don't sorry. Hate it. 
No, I can't do it. I, can, I don't I can't, hate it. I can't. Give me Robbie Reyes or give me somebody who looks like um, Keanu Reeves because I don't think Keanu Reeves is going to do Ghost Rider. But okay. I don't know. I don't want to see I Ryan Gosling. And I like Ryan Gosling. I just don't uh, want to see him in that role. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just – yeah. But yeah. who knows? And, again, this is all speculation. We are – years away and probably won't get any type of announcement until we get closer to D23, which doesn't happen to the fall. The only thing I can tell you is Fantastic Four will run MCU after Secret Wars. It's going to be, they are going to be the main focus and whatever it is you want to do after that, if it's Avengers versus Fantastic Four or whatever the case, whatever Mutants versus Fantastic Four, that's going to stem from them so you got to get that right and that's the only Mm -hmm. thing that i know yeah i mean they're gonna really they're going to be the first family which is how they're referred to comic book wise is it's the first family of 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 marvel so they i mean they're gonna lean into that 100 percent going forward yeah but that's all that i had that's all i had in terms of things to sort of touch on which was a lot because we still have a whole ass movie to talk about so Marcus, you and I watched the Netflix movie You People, uh, people. starring starring Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, um, Lauren London, um, Julia Lee-Dreyfus, and others. But Marcus, would you please give us the barbershop summary for You People? Okay, so You People, basically, right, you got this, and, and listen, if I'm just describing it, how they set it up. So if I use some a term <laughs> that ain't right, I apologize in advance. Okay. okay? okay. You okay. have this cool, Jewish cool. man. Okay. You have this Jewish man who is um in he is infatuated or involved in black culture. I think that's kind of what was hinted at here. Um yes. and, and so you have this Jewish man and he's like not really um a heavy practicing jewish man you could tell he's kind of like an outcast from his family like he's like this kind of in between where he's not black but yep. he's an outcast from his family and feels significantly different the way he dresses the way he speaks and all that other stuff that's played that's ezra okay and then yep. you, got, you got ezra and then you get the other beautiful young lady lauren london who plays mm-hmm. um oh god Amira. 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 Ezra and Amira, because I did like those names a lot. So thank you. She plays Amira. Okay. They meet each other. So Ezra is struggling because he want to find the one. Okay. He want to find somebody that's mm-hmm. his person and he is feel like he lost. And he do this podcast and he's also in finance. And he talks to his partner. And his partner is like, yo, Mo, um, you know, Mo, I want to be in love. I want to feel like, you know, this Drake. I want to feel like take care of Drake or whatever <laughs> the case may be. They have a yep. whole conversation. And then he runs and he meets Amira by accident and then ends up going on a date with Amira and falling for Amira. And Amira's like, I want somebody who. Anyway, he wants someone. Marcus is having some technical difficulties. They go on a couple dates. They fall in love with each other. And like, then they get to this stage where he proposed. All right, boom. He proposes. They move in together. And then they got to do this thing where they got to meet each other's families. Amira's the. Amir's dad, excuse me, played by Eddie Murphy, is a. He's like blackity black, 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 black. Okay. He's changed his name to. um, he's Muslim black. What is his name was? Akbar. His name Akbar. He he changed his name from Woody to Akbar. Akbar, right? And so he's like blackity black, 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 like black on black, black, black. And then mm-hmm. then like uh, Ezra's family is like Jewish, traditionally a Jewish family who you yep. know they are just. I don't know much about it, so I'm assuming that the stereotypes that they painted within this movie seems to be close to that. I don't really know. So yes, 
I don't, yeah, I can't, I can't really call it. I can only speak for the blackness. So anyway, yeah. so the dad is like, he tell, you know, Amir, he finds out Amir is dating Ezra. He ain't really messing with it like that because he's like, uh-uh. you want this white boy to be part of our family and we want to try to figure it out. So he's not, he's trying to like, it's not like meet the fuckers, but it's kind of like, he's just trying to show that he's not like fitting in with this family and like he there's something up with him he's like it's not but it's not heavily like trying to manipulate him or expose him he's just it's trying to catch hard, him in the act. it's really hard to place his motivation like i'm yeah. gonna we'll get into it like when we get into like the full like breakdown of the movie but it is hard to place what he exactly is trying to accomplish with this. yeah because it, it gets a little confusing uh-huh. but so they they go through this whole thing where they hang out with each other's families each family has their own thing either it's misunderstandings misinterpretation misinterpretation stereotypes um just they have the families go at it about who basically the olympic uh, oppression olympics about who had it worse black people or jewish people and then you go into like how they don't fit and how they don't understand and the whole movie based off of them trying to learn each other and understand each other and then figure out how to be in love when your families are basically on two ends of the spectrum when it comes to like race and, and the social commentary Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good synopsis without giving too much away. Um, also spoiler alert really quickly. Like if you're waiting to watch you people, um, you did a good job. You didn't give anything away with your barbershop summary. So like if you're waiting to see it and you don't want us to spoil it for you, we're going to get into some of the details of this movie. So like put a pin in it, come back later, check out the timestamps in the episode description, um, and come back later, but we are going to talk about you people. So if you're waiting, do that. Uh, let's break down cast. Shall we? Jonah Hill plays Ezra. Also has a producing credit and a writing credit on this. Correct. Yes. With Kenyon bars. And that's very important. We got to come back to the Kenyon bars writing this. Yep. Um, Lauren London plays Amira. Eddie Murphy plays Akbar. Julia Louise Dreyfus plays Shelly. Sam J plays Mo, who is the podcast partner to Jonah Hill. Nia Long plays Akbar's wife, Fatima. Oh yeah. Travis Bennett plays Omar, which is Amira's uh, brother. David Duchovny plays uh, David Duchovny plays Ezra's dad. Um, and then there's some other notable folks in here. Dion Cole is in this. Elliot Hilarious. Gould is in this. Rhea Pullman is in this. Uh, Mike Epps is in this. So there's a wide variety of different folks. They play some like background or like one-off characters, but that's, uh, that's where we're at. So all in all, Marcus. Come on. <laughs> My my mom says we miss you, Brian, with an eye with an eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- th- thank you for the love and support. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Marcus, what do yeah. you think of this movie? I'm gonna be honest with you, straight off the rip. I don't know what I how I feel about this movie. Like, usually I can come in here with like a definitive answer, okay. but I don't know how I feel. I can tell you what it made me feel while I was watching it because I was texting, I was texting Brian and, and Doug. Yeah. It made me cringe. Like it okay. made me squirm with some of the dialogue and interaction. And I don't know if it would, I don't want, usually you can give credit to being like, that's what the movie's supposed to do. The commentary is supposed yeah. to Honestly, yep. it just made me feel like, I don't know if I like the way that they going about this. That's kind of my first initial reaction. I will say I enjoyed this movie. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching this movie, but I had similar feelings at times with it, like especially like especially just sort of like the cluelessness at mm-hmm. times of um, Ezra's family, yeah. but also the whole dynamic of their relationship just kind of 
bugged me like it and it bugged me for very specific reasons okay what's Uh, your reasons so i here's 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 where i struggled with this yeah this movie is i enjoyed it i i had a fun time watching it what i what i struggled with is that there's this there's this there's this dynamic with them as a couple where they almost like compartmentalize and they say you Ezra are responsible for building a relationship and bridging this gap with my dad. You Amira are responsible for creating and developing and bridging this gap relationship wise with my mom. Godspeed. Good luck to you. Yeah. And there's a part of me from like a relationship piece of this that says, if you knew that there was going to be an issue, if you knew that there was going to be a problem and if you Mm. Okay, I'm going to say this because fuck it, I don't care. If you really loved and cared the person that you were with, mm-hmm. you wouldn't burden them with trying to figure mm. that out for themselves. Mm. There is a moment not to flash forward to the end mm-hmm. where Jonah Hill tells off Eddie Murphy, Amira tells off Julia Lee Dreyfus. Mm. To me, that is not who is responsible for having those conversations. Hmm. Who is it? Jonah Hill is responsible mm-hmm. for, for telling his mom she ain't a piece of property that you get to show off to your friends and make a like she's not a toy for you mm-hmm. to play with. And the way you've been talking about this this whole time makes me uncomfortable as somebody who cares for her, but also makes her uncomfortable. Let's you and I talk about ways we can fix that. Similarly, Amira needs to go to her dad. And this is where I maybe don't understand some cultural pieces of what would happen in a, the relationship between a father and a daughter in a, in a, in a black family, not something that I would understand. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me with, with Eddie Murphy's with, with Amira's character where it's like, no, you need to be like, he's making an effort mm-hmm. and you're being an ass. Like, and I need you to fix it. Mm-hmm. But that that's where I looked at it and said like, Oh man, those are not the people who are supposed to be having that conversation. That's, I think that's a very great point. I think that's a very great point to start. I'm gonna rewind us back a little bit. Here's okay. my other issue. Okay, they have zero chemistry, and that's what was throwing me really off. They didn't have. They to me had no chemistry between uh, Jonah Hill. And Lauren London. And I understand this is Lauren London's first time coming back since like the whole Nipsey Hustle thing. First time mm. back really coming back into acting since then, right? Yeah. Um it, he was a coward. I mean, yeah, I mean everybody really. He, he I'm, but the the thing I agree with you, it they go this whole movie by dividing and conquering and forced mm-hmm. to fend for themselves. Or invite they they introduce themselves into their world, and then they also have an, another moment where they introduce their people into their world. And to me, it was like I just don't I didn't feel the chemistry in them to fight for it because yeah. it feels like they kind of rushed into marriage to me. If I'm like looking at it, just because you gave me a montage, it seems like they didn't learn anything, and they had moved in together for it with each other, and they like propose to each other and act like they were so like deeply in love and to me i just didn't feel that chemistry and connection and i do this and this to your point this movie does not does not a good job of letting you how much time has gone by oh no there are two title cards where it says time has passed and is the first at the beginning 
and at the end. Yeah. Otherwise, it is you don't know if this has been a week. You don't know if it's been a month. Yeah. You don't know if it's been six months. You have I no idea how much time has gone by. I didn't know how much they, they had when they got engaged, like when they were married to each other. Like, Not that that's always a, a, like a surefire measurement. No, yeah. no, no, no. But just for the sake of like a movie and telling the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's what I say about this movie. The cast in itself is great. I oh. think you put together a phenomenal cast. A hundred percent. Right. Eddie Murphy for me is the Eddie Murphy. And how do you pronounce um, Ezra's mom's name? The real Dreyfus. Yes. Um, Madam Hydra and Eddie Murphy. Okay. <laughs> These two for me was like, they stood out the most. They had more chemistry on set and like in scenes yeah. together than Ezra and, uh, um, um, Lauren London. Uh, Lauren, I'm gonna Lauren bounce London. between all of these different names because yeah. I can't remember. So they had more chemistry together than me. To me, as a black person, I was squirming because Lauren London knew yeah. who her father was. That was what was getting me. She yes. knew who, she knew her father was blackity black, black, black. From the beginning. She yeah. knew she was Muslim. She knew all of that. Yeah. And did not prepare him for that moment you know what i'm does that make sense like i don't know whose responsibility that is in real life but ezra didn't do the same thing for her really he was like yeah my mom's weird. my mom's just weird my mom is weird but like that didn't describe what the like how weird or how disconnected she was that's that's such a generic white guy's response to describe their mother like that you know what i mean like that's i'm sure i've said that to britney at some point in time like oh my family's a little my family's a little weird like but there was none of that but it's because you didn't have to dial into the specifics of it yeah like you know what i mean there was no there was no culture shock or, 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 sorry, this movie was all culture shock. Yeah. It was, it was all like, hey, Ezra, we're going to throw you into a barbershop. Then we're mm-hmm. going to throw you onto a basketball court. And then on top of that, you have to understand all of these other dynamics when your father in law comes with you on a, like, comes with you on a, uh, your bachelor party. That is all culture shock, no understanding. Uh, and it's a very broad stroke in the way that they covered very that. broad stroke, very broad stroke, because they put these two families on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Eddie Murphy being who he is, had a kufi from uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan in a house where the, the, the Jewish family was like, no, but we, you know, we heard what he said about Jewish, Jewish people. people. Yep. And that is what the like the meat and potatoes of the dinner conversation is. And then they go back and forth about. You know, which is a real conversation, I would I would assume. And I guess I've never been in this situation. Here's what this movie gave me. PTSD for dating interracially. Okay. Okay. Um, and to, to okay. me, I was like, this is some, and this, it wasn't just a movie that did this. I've been thinking about this as I'm on Tinder and Hinge and Bumble and whatever other dating app in Vermilion, South Dakota, right? Because you know what your mom, because you know what your mom would say. She's yeah, on here, I, but I know what she would say. Your mom would say, you Marcus, Marcus yeah. don't touch the white girls. Don't touch the white people. That's what she said. That's the rule. That's the rule. To keep us safe. To keep us it's safe. Keep she us came safe. up with this rule. That's okay? right. See, I can't believe Doug remember that. That's hilarious. I remember everything. Uh, and so, <laughs> to me, I got PTSD for dating interracially because I don't mm. know how those interactions go in real life. And right. you bring me to your white family that 
I what? I guess he's single. What is what is she talking about? Now is not the time. Because you're on Bumble and Hinge, oh, okay. you're putting it out there. So yes, it's I yes. guess yes. she's single. Oh, okay, yes, I yes, I am very single. Um, so I don't know. It gives me it makes me second guess dating interracially because I don't know what that interaction is going to be. Is it genuinely like that? Like those microaggressions, or she was damn near trying her hardest to be like yeah. a good person i genuinely believe she wasn't saying all that stuff to be rude like directly no. but you don't have to be rude in order to have these microaggressions instilled in you and you don't have to be racist in order to like do these things that make you know people of color uncomfortable if you don't know a lot of shit so i don't know, I, and, then, I, don't and, know. and i guess and i guess i guess i'll say this having been because Brittany and i have been married for almost Ooh, it'll be almost 12 years. Brittany Ooh. and I have been married for almost 12 years. So, like, I yes. can speak from, like, what it's like to bridge the gap between two families. Mm -hmm. And it's awkward at first because mm -hmm. these two groups of people, for all intents and purpose, would have no reason to hang out with one another yeah, okay. other than their kids are getting married. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, like, and I'm being a little, like, funny about it, but mm -hmm. that's that's really what it is. And so it's hard to balance those like expectations and blend that gap. What I feel confident saying within a hundred percent certainty is that this feels like the in-laws trope that happens in romantic comedies mm -hmm. played out to the extreme. Yeah. Like to say that Eddie Murphy's to say that, that Amira's family is so oblivious that they would just let their, like just to actively mistreat this man yeah. for no other reason. I mean, yeah. is it a little tone deaf to take him to Roscoe's chicken and waffles when you're trying to get to know him? Uh -huh. Not the place I would pick. Yeah. Uh, That's if I purely had pick comedy him. bit. That is pure comedy. But there like, are people who wouldn't notice the difference and be like, there, there are people that genuinely yep. believe that that's a right decision. They would be like, they probably love it here. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah. and so I think while 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 a little culturally tone deaf, like not an unrealistic situation. So there's that part of it, but there's such a hard part of me of like, you're gonna watch and be in a room, and you're gonna hear from Ezra how your fam, how your dad is, and you're not gonna say anything. Like they talk routinely. Yeah, you're not gonna say anything. Like. That's what I kept coming back to and to and to and to Ezra's family. Mm -hmm. Again, your mom is trying really hard to make an effort. Mm -hmm. You're not going to teach her how to like enter into that conversation without being without being offensive. Like you're not going to equip her with those skills at all. Like you're literally just going to be like, she's an adult. Figure it out. Like this relationship must not be that important to either one of you. Because neither one of you wants to try to equip it with what it needs to be successful. Um, that's a okay. All right. See, I, and and that this goes back to like the amount of layers there are in. Oh man, this yeah. like, and maybe it's good because it's starting a discussion, and maybe you have to start on the extreme so that you can right. like, come to the middle and meet in between. Like maybe that's a possibility of how they wrote it. But the thing for me is one one of the things was for me Ezra. Okay. Yeah. I meet a lot of people that is like, we love black culture and they do everything in the black culture, the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they, you know what I mean? They sauce everything about them mm -hmm. and they're not, when they're not black screams, we love the black culture. 
Uh-huh. But then my other part of that is they be so in love with the black culture, but be oblivious and blind to the shit that's happening within it. That's important. Like you love the cute shit. You love wearing the tennis shoes. You love talking, using our slang. You love using AAV and you like, you love all that shit. You listen mm-hmm. to the music, the hip hop, all that. And Ezra like was dressing the part, but he was not understanding genuinely you're on a podcast with your best friend the person you go to work with and do a podcast with and quit business and finance with is talking about the culture on a regular basis and you mean to tell me you nowhere in you or in your experiences or your interaction did they write this character to be like oh i hang with my partner enough to know roscoe taking a black family to roscoe's chicken and waffle is not the best bet i don't give a fuck how goofy you are Again, to, to me, you didn't think to call. Sense. I mean, you talk to your best friend on a podcast. What I can only assume <laughs> is because it's so successful, a yep. weekly podcast where yep. you are talking to them about the culture and you not once would say like, hey, I'm I'm dating a, 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 mm-hmm. a black woman. Mm-hmm. Where should I take her family? I need to meet them for the first time because I could feel 100 percent confident that Mo would be like, don't do that. Are you stupid? Yeah, like, please are you, are don't you do that. Dumb? And right. that's, and that's that's the thing that gets me is like as much as you think you love the culture and the people and all that other stuff in it and you want to be an ally and your fist is up and you're walking stuff, if your interactions are not genuine and you aren't learning anything while you are enjoying right. the culture, then you are missing like an important piece and you are not prepared to date it. You know what I mean? Like you are you right. like let alone like you can walk it, dress it, you can dress it up as mm-hmm. much as you want to but when you talk about marrying somebody and having children and all of these other pieces as much as you love somebody that takes a different step to understand somebody and that's what i felt like was being missed right 100 percent. i, I want to talk about mo's character a little bit because my because Brittany and i watched this together and one of the things that we found interesting that i brought up was i felt like i felt like mo's voice in this movie was supposed to be almost like what we what we were thinking hmm. to a certain extent because you have the ridiculousness of the families for the comedic bit hmm. right like the pulling the wig off the taking him to the asking him about all the cocaine and him shitting himself that was on the weird strip, which was that was weird very strange very weird yeah. right like you have those moments which are supposed to be funny but then you have Mo throughout all of this. And there's a, there's a specific point of dialogue after the relationship is over that Mo says it's not supposed. No, before the relationship is over. But Mo says, like, it's not it can't work mm-hmm. like it can't work. Like it's it's one of those things of like you can we can never forget what white people have done to us for yeah, such a long time. Yeah, it's the X like you can never forget what white people have done to and this i'm speaking i'm quoting her line what white people have done to us like so we can't get past it so mm-hmm. there's no way we can have any type of relationship or trust there and i feel like that line is in there to be like hey people who are watching this if you are wondering why it's so hard and that this isn't working listen to what mo's saying because maybe that's where the truth mm-hmm. is as to where this isn't working and so what do you what were your thoughts on her character and what were your thoughts on her like that specific piece of dialogue? I, if I'm being honest, I feel like Mo could have been used a little bit more. Like sure. this movie gives me a lot of 
uh, fluff and scenarios. It's like, let's put him in this uncomfortable situation. It it does that a lot. But I feel like maybe Mo, if for somebody you, I guess as some, we do podcasts weekly and we We talk every day. We do. And so for me, I'm like, okay, if I, that's somebody that I trust and somebody that I rely on and, and, and will confide in. I feel like maybe Mo was not used the to the like the best that they could have been because then Mo flies oh, yeah. back to oh we can't wait to go to Vegas and be with the guys and chill and do all this shit and do cocaine and that like to me that <laughs> okay. just threw me you know what I mean like it threw me for a loop a little bit because it was like you saying all this stuff Mo but yet you're the three guys that you're hanging with you the only black person that's hanging <laughs> with this group and then Eddie Murphy says a line of like I didn't get the son-in-law who um, hangs with these moderately racist um, cocaine doing these guys and like they def- yeah. they said you're defined by your friends and his two friends are these guys doing cocaine. One said he stormed the fucking January that was 6th. The funniest the thing. moment of that of that sequence. That was Andrew Schultz is hilarious, right? He's like, yeah, he may be a liberal fucktard, but like he's my brother. You know what I mean? Like, and so I don't yeah, know. That was funny. Yeah. I, I just feel like maybe Mo could have been used a little bit differently as a voice of reason. Or the meat could have been a mediator because in any situation, wouldn't you have your best friend? And one would think. Conf- well, that's who else the- do you talk to to get that experience? And that's and that's the other piece that I like. I struggled with with that character is it was like I don't. They're best friends. They're business partners. They talk daily. And there's there's no there's maybe like four interactions. Yeah. That are on screen, and yeah. that is. Not, I mean, I suppose you're trying to, maybe you're trying to avoid the, like, the gay best friend piece of this. Like, well, I don't want to make them, like, the stereotypical, like, black best friend. But I I don't know. Like, that, it seems weird. Like, that seems It was, this movie was missing something for me. Sure. And, and I just feel like a lot of it was the character development. Like. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if the way that Lauren London's character went about things like with her family and expecting him to do all these things and letting him get chewed out. And like, you know who your father is. You kind of set him up to fail. I just don't understand that one. You, you, you started this conversation off. Like, didn't she not like they were at the like smoothie place and Eddie Murphy goes on this tirade of like, Oh, now they're, they're even coming trying to take this from us. Like he says like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing somebody. She even avoids the topic altogether. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the day, and Eddie Murphy makes this movie. He's hilarious. Everything he says seems like it wasn't written in the script. It was something that he was ad libbing. And when yeah. they go do the basketball thing, and uh, Ezra, you could tell is uncoordinated, but apparently he's supposed to be good at basketball. There's or no they way go that to man is the good at basketball. He tries to. <laughs> he just look. I, I, I look. I didn't play basketball because I yeah. knew my skill set, and it I know was my role. not. It was I know not that. And I watched him. I was like. You're kind of running like a seventh grader who just figured out how to dribble a basketball. Yeah. Like, and that was that's my thing. Just is right over it in gym class. They forced him to be like, oh, he gets the culture because he's good at basketball. Like he knows how to jail well with people. Also, it just felt forced. Also, I have another question. <laughs> I'm going to make some assumptions. So it is what it is. <laughs> this man has grown up in L.A. Yep. Right. And somehow, Eddie Murphy takes him into Inglewood, yep, to a barbershop, yep, 
and he's going to roll up wearing red and he fucking yeah. grew up there. There's yeah. a part of me that's like, yeah, no, 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 no. That's yeah. not on him. That that's on you. Yeah. You, you, you know what this like. You, Cause, cause when I went to LA, was. I went, to, when we went to LA, we did took that road yeah. trip to LA, me, Z and Aaron, a Czech, a, a Hispanic man and a black man. We all went the one, the, really one of the first things we talked about was when we went to LA Sundays and LA Sundays, let us ride with them and like record them and do all that. So we're riding really? all these yeah. motorcyclists yeah. and they doing all these flips and tricks and shit and blocking off intersections. The one thing that we had on what that we was wearing black. We only yep. wore neutral colors in LA because I yeah. I knew better. You know what I mean? Right. Like so you can't tell me you being there that you don't know better. Also, he told Lauren London that he hung around he knew some place like the back of his hand because he's always there. But I never would have guessed by the way that he was interacting with some of these folk like he had never been around black people before. Right. And so there's a part of me that's like, and secondly, if you were rolling up in there and they yeah. said like, hey man, lose the hoodie, you lose the fucking hoodie. Yeah. Like you yeah. painted this character for the entire time of this movie. You said he's not very strong. He's not going to stay stand up for himself. I mean, that scene where he's trying to talk to his boss and he's trying to quit. Yeah. I saw so many pieces of myself in <laughs> that interaction where he's like, I'm just... I'm going to do the work from a different place, yeah. but it's also not going to be, it's going to be different work. Like mm -hmm. I thought that was, that was hilarious to me. And that same person who couldn't tell his boss, like, Hey, I quit is going to stay, is going to go to a barbershop wearing the wrong colors yeah. and keep them on. No, yeah. sir. To that impress my father-in-law like that's no. not that, that that's not happening for me. No. Uh, uh, the other thing for me is like, I don't know. I agreed with Lauren. I seen Lo I like the way that Lauren of London. Do I think that she should have been the one to talk to the mom like that? That I don't know. But Lauren London, the way that she phrased, I'm not your toy. I'm not your like action figure. I'm not your this. I'm not your that. I like the way that she phrased that because, you know, when yeah. I looked at the dialogue and stuff, it was kind of put in this position of like, I'm, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to do these things. I got you. I know exactly who you are. You get to use me as this guinea pig or studying like or this topic of your discussion when project. you go to your thing. Yeah, like your research project. So I did like that. Um, it seemed a little bit more organic on the mom and mother-in-law side than it did mm -hmm. on the dad and the yeah. father-in-law side for me. Yeah. I want to ask about this. Uh-huh. Because... This is where I'm genuinely curious is where where is the line mm. between trying to understand, but also subsequently being offensive? Like we know that mm. like we know from how like microaggressions work, right? Like we, we know that they're ingrained in your even to a certain extent in your subconscious where it's just like that's you don't even know that you're doing them. That's why they're that's why they're mm -hmm. microaggressions. Like what, how do you, how do you, how do you approach that? Like what, what should Ezra's mom have done differently in that scenario? I can't speak for all black people. No, 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 I, I'm not, yeah, I'm asking no, 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 you I just got to say that. Yeah. I'm asking yeah, yeah, you yeah. as Marcus J. Destin, Marcus, the, what, uh, the, you people Destin, what are you, uh -huh. what, what you mean? What you mean? You people, what, what you mean? You people. Um, Okay for one first step is correction and yep. i feel like ezra should have 
when he brought his mom to the kitchen said, you're saying all this stuff. I know how you are. Mm-hmm. You're making her feel uncomfortable. After that moment, after I've been like, after she's been addressed, it's on the mom to understand why she's felt uncomfortable, right? Like why right. she's been making people feel uncomfortable. And if I, if I told you, or you can kind of play, you got to kind of play the scene first. I feel like it should have been nipped in the bud way earlier. Yep. To me, I'm not going to bring my mother-in-law around my friends. And even it is, even if it is a bachelorette party, I'm yeah. not going to bring them into a situation that I know they're not prepared for. Yeah. Cause why would I do that? You know right. what I mean? Cause yep. that doesn't make any sense. So first I would have to nip it in the bud originally yeah. and say, Hey, I don't, you know, me probably because I am my mother's son, I'm going back and forth and I'm going to see who can make who feel uncomfortable the most first. <laughs> Because if we're going to be in a room and you talking about exhibit and you talking about all this stuff, then I'm going to see who can make who feel uncomfortable first so that we can get to the root of I don't David, I don't like that. David Duchovny was such a treasure in this movie. Gosh, the fact that he kept bringing up exhibit, exhibit. was hilarious. And it's and, and Ezra's like, I see you going back down the road of exhibit. It's so like, I see, I see. You, and even in, and even in his speech at the rehearsal dinner, he's tried to bring it up. And that's he, when he moved and he started this and they were like, Hey, I see where this is going. It's all exhibit oriented. Maybe yeah. just wrap it up. Like that yeah. was hilarious. Like, that's me. enough of that. And yeah. so, and that was the other thing. The mom knew the difference. Right. With the husband. Right. So why don't, you know, and maybe sometimes they feel like, well, I mean, well, so like, that's not what I mean. So it can't be hurtful if that's not what I mean. That's right. a problem. You know what I mean? Like, right. you got to be able to know when you're not from something, if somebody's telling you that's offensive or that's not, you like, you ain't going about that the right way. You've got to be able to bow out and say, oh, okay, I need to listen to this person who is clearly the expert in this situation over me as I'm just learning or whatever the case may be. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That ain't the issue. Absolutely it is. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Again, I'm not asking you to speak on behalf of all Mm, black people, but just curious your perspective on like what, what would be done differently. And I, I, I think, I think that that's, I tend to be, you know, me, like I tend to be direct with stuff. So like if I'm, if I've done something wrong, I'm going to come up to you and be like, Hey man, I made you uncomfortable. What did I like? What yeah. what did I do? Like, I'm not I'm not gonna wait for a till it gets so bad that I'm just not gonna we're gonna avoid this conversation entirely. So if I'm in a situation like if I'm in a situation like Ezra, again, I guess if I'm putting myself in Ezra's shoes and I am in love with this beautiful black woman and I bring her home to meet my family. And I can tell my mom is making her uncomfortable. That car ride home is going to be, how did you think that went? You looked like you were a little uncomfortable. What is there? How can I help you and support you as someone who loves you in that moment? Like, you know what I mean? And there was just so much of this, like, she's grown. She'll figure it out. And I was just like, that, this is not this is not a pinnacle of how a relationship is supposed to work. My, my, okay. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Please. If you go into a, if you go into a relationship knowing that there's differences interracially, religiously, belief wise, Mm -hmm. politically, whatever the case may be, because this has kind of come up, you know, when George Floyd was murdered about, there was a Mm -hmm. lot of people who had split up because they were just on, two opposite ends of opposite opinions on things, yeah. how things were supposed to fall out. 
if you sign up for this, how much is it your responsibility to teach, guide, and show patience and grace as Lauren London when you're walking into this situation? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're marrying a family that may not. And I'm only speaking from the the black side of things. Right. If I'm if I let's use myself, if I'm dating a woman who is not the same race as me and I and I don't know anything about her family, I don't know anything. And and Mm -hmm. I go into it trying to um, establish good relationships and establish good foundation with her parents. Is it my responsibility to show grace because I decided to be in this relationship and I know that it's going to take more flexibility and I need to show a little bit of patience because I know they may not get it off the rip or like, I don't know like whose responsibility that is, I guess. That's a great question. And I would say like, and I'll speak just from like, if I, if we take the, the interracial portion of this out and we set it aside entire, <laughs> oh, Jesus, my mom is in the comments going crazy. She is, she is going crazy right now. Yeah, I, I have, yes, they know I'm single. I said it a, already. This yeah. is incredible. I'm glad yeah. she's here for this. Good here's, Lord. here's what I'm going to say. When you are marrying somebody. Okay. Whether you like it or not. You are marrying their family. Of course. Yeah. yeah. However, yeah. the most important thing is not keeping their family happy mm-hmm. because you can't control that. Okay. Because regardless of who, regardless of your effort, they still may just like, it, no, I'm they, not, yeah. I am not responsible for whether or not you're not responsible for whether or not your wife's family likes you or not. You hope that they are. That's not carte blanche to be an asshole. Like that's not carte blanche for you to be like a jerk, but it's not your responsibility to do things and to change who you are in order for them to get to like you. And Maisha. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're not sleeping with them. You're not. Your relationship is with the person you have to go home to every single day. That's true. So for me and from my perspective, in order for like any relationship, whether it's one week to 12 years, grace, kindness, and patience has to be present. Like it it has to be now inner being, being an interracial relationship. There is a whole other layer of intersectionality there that, that is, that is, that makes this far more complicated. But I would say if we look at, if we look and we analyze love in and of itself, it has to be steeped in forgiveness and kindness (laughs) and grace and patience. Yeah. Because if it's not, it's not going to last and you're going to end up being, resentful or you're going to feel like you're not either resented or unsupported or mm-hmm. you there's you have to like this is a hard journey and you've picked this person to go on this boat with you right knowing and, no knowing yeah and the question is like you could either get out the boat and float in the river by yourself or you can figure out how the two of you work together to 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 make sure that that thing stays afloat because you 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 have to go at the, it's the racial component that's sticking out for me the that's most, so, but it adds so much more flavor to this. It just, it's just a little, it's just another layer of, uh-huh. listen, I know your mom 
believe it or not, I feel like I've been in South Dakota enough to know the difference between somebody who means well and just oblivious yep. to the shit that they are. Like, they genuinely, they don't mean no harm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't mean no harm. And it ain't my responsibility to teach nobody nothing. And I no. get that, Black folk. Like, you shouldn't be in a position where you got to be, like, a work teacher all the time, 24-7. But your life, I genuinely... Your, your life's, again, your life's not an experiment. To Lauren London's no. point, your life's not an experiment for yep. someone to use as an opportunity to educate. They need to do the work. Like, yep. and this is my message to white people. We have to do the work. Like, we can't rely on others to do the work for us. Okay, I'm gonna say something. Me and my mom have had this conversation before, and we figured this out moving to South Dakota. All white people ain't bad. Some of them just need like some patience and time to yeah. figure. Like, to they need somebody who can like talk to them about and have these honest conversations with, right? Mm -hmm. And so some of these people now, some of these folk is just evil, downright nasty, <laughs> right? Like, don't get it confused. There's still that out there in the world, yeah. right? But, like, the, the other component is, like, if I sign up for it, you know what I mean? Like, we have met good people. We've met the Brooks and we've met the Dugs and we've met all of these good people that genuinely have good intentions. Do they always know how to navigate a certain situation? Because they're not, not black. How would I expect them to know? And if their interactions have been limited, how would I expect them to know? And they know if you've ran into me or my mom specifically, your, the interactions with Lamont is quite different than it is with me and Maisha. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, it is. And so with us, it's like we want to address that thing head on. Yeah. Now, my mom is very, like, she done lived some years. She's seasoned. She don't put up with no bullshit. Me, give me a little bit to find a way to address and compare so I can really teach this thing of, like, how we get better from here. If Do I have the patience to do that in a relationship all the time? Great that question. That's a great question. And that that's what it comes know. down to. And that's, and, that's, and that's why I even say, like, I don't want to – I'm taking a big pause on an audio in an audio format, which is great for our listener, for those listening to this. Like that's where I say like, and in that case, maybe the juice ain't worth the squeeze. You know what I mean? Maybe if you're pick your battles, if you are constantly feeling like, man, I am constantly leading them to water and constantly feeling like yeah. I have to teach them. I, to the point where it swings the other way, where, I'm not being supported because I'm doing all the work. Like a relationship is about dividing and conquering, but not dividing and conquering, but not dividing, conquering, and then going like Godspeed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's dividing, conquering and supporting. And if you feel like you are constantly being on the one who's doing all of the explanation, all of the explaining, all of the supporting, all of the, all of that piece, it's never it's not gonna work like yeah. it's just not like and it's just not gonna be there yeah and you gotta be 100 open like hey, i don't know where in the monologue of that montage that they really opened up about her being muslim and no what that meant and talking about what do you want at a wedding so you're telling me y'all didn't talk about any of this prior to your families look, coming together look you didn't sit down once yeah like you you just got married and went, well, off to work. Like yeah. you didn't bring it up at all. 
Yeah. Like, and that's where I think your point where you said earlier, like, oh, they just didn't seem that excited about it. Or you said like, oh, they just, I don't know how long they were in a relationship <laughs> because most people are so excited to get morning married that it's like two weeks later. It's like, Ooh. And here's the other thing. Like we all know really quickly. I want to let all of you like into a little bit of a secret when it comes to weddings, mm. weddings, most of the time are for y'all's family. They ain't, they ain't fucking for you. Like they're just not like they, they are a chance for be like, Hey, uncle Rick wants to give you a toaster. Great. Have that. We'll put a party together. So Rick can give me his toaster and say, he's proud of me. Like that's, that's what this is for. Yeah. Like it, it is a celebration of your love and your union. And there are some serious, there are some religious, some religious pieces there too, that are important. But most of the time, it's so Rick can give you a toaster and say like, I remember back when you rode a horse at my house. Like that's, that's what this is force for. Okay. Like, <laughs> so like, let's, let's just, let's just put that out in the open. So, but still this is a, what, what women unfortunately have been societally ingrained to believe that this is where they are a princess and their world can, their dreams can come true. So, you didn't want to start talking about what that looks like. Like you didn't give a shit yeah. about that, like at all, yeah. or even your mom was painted in this certain sense of light of being a little bit overbearing and intrusive and a little bit nosy with, you know, you should date her and being very concerned. She didn't say anything to you. Yeah. Yeah. There was no expectations. And then, Mm, not the, with the families and whatever. We can move whatever direction from here. <laughs> Nia Long and the dad didn't have a lot of lines and say so. No. And I couldn't really tell where Nia Long fell in the support or against the relationship. Couldn't really, yeah. I couldn't really call it because it could have gone either way for me, right? The dad and the mom were really the heavy hitters and carriers of this movie. So in actuality, it's not Lauren London and Jonah Hill's movie. It's Eddie Murphy and Madam Hodge's movie. That's how this felt to yeah. me. Yeah. Because they really carry it and you get clear intentions of what they're trying to do. First of all, if I go to a party and my son-in-law is doing that much cocaine, there's no way in hell you're marrying my daughter. I'm sorry. He threw him a pack of cocaine and was like, a Ziploc bag. Gallon-sized bag of cocaine. Yeah, no. That's not there happening. That's not mm, happening. No. And you mean to tell me that's how you would normally party? If we weren't around, you would be doing the cocaine and you would be doing... That's where I feel like they should have addressed yeah. that a little bit more of yeah. what does it mean to be part of the culture? Just because you got a podcast where you talk about it with a black person, what? who are you? At, mm. at your core. And that was something that I don't think that they, they was like, oh, that's not really me. I'm not really like the Jewish side of me. Like, that's not really like all me. But I never got to the bottom of who you really are because it's not, you're not your religion. You're not the culture that you love. So you're not the religion you're running from. You're not the culture that you love so much. So who the fuck is Ezra? And why the fuck would I let him marry my daughter? That was honestly the question I was trying to figure out this whole time. And the other point to that, is no wonder it's hard for them to see them have chemistry yeah. when they don't even know who they are. Yeah, 
I think that was just acting chemistry because I don't think in any situation would I see them two. But, but also that, the that too, I agree with. Do that you know if I ref- what would happen if I referred to Brittany as my boo openly? Let's just pick three days, <laughs> and I said like we go together. You're my boo. She'd be like, I love you, but what's wrong with you? <laughs> like it, like it's. It would be cute, and she would be like, "Ah!" And then, but if it stuck with it, she would be like, "All right, what's what's with the what's with the mind? What's with the mind? Yeah, right. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's, but the it other just thing is, so awkward for him to be like, yeah. "Yeah, this is something." Uh, but the age that they were in actuality, and the language that they were using, <laughs> I feel like was for two different audiences, right? Yes, like relatable for the age thing could have been more relatable than the language that you know. I don't just sleep with anybody, right? So you know, you my boo. Like, excuse me, you just gave me some nookie. Like, I just like, can we talk like adults? Like, I've seen you naked now. Like, can we, yeah. can we just speak like your little bathroom scene with y'all hugging and doing all that stuff was cute. That little extended montage. And also, to put your forcibly away. show me that. But yeah, like, before I, you get it okay, all over cool. Y'all bought matching sneakers and shit. That don't show me y'all in love, and that y'all ready no. for the unless, next step. Unless your definition of love is a very much high school definition of love it's yeah. like we went shoe shopping together and we got matching shoes yeah in la which means those shoes is like fourteen four hundred dollars them shoes is expensive as hell yeah yeah i, I don't know yeah. i had more problems i think with jonah's character for me and where he fell because of his quote-unquote love for the, the culture, culture. And how big the podcast got. We're not we talking about they was working and doing it daily and they doing what we doing and then they got a complex. They got a podcast on complex. They had a backdrop. Yeah. That they took, you see yeah. what's behind me? It's a fucking wall with a picture my mom painted <laughs> once. Like it's like they had they had real money. Like that's what they had. <laughs> it's a lovely picture. I love it. I I, I, I love it. But yeah. it ain't podcast money. It's Welcome to my basement money. Like that's, yeah. that's they had a full is. screen behind them. Yeah. And that's why I, I kind of that's where my I don't know. That's where I kind of differ. Now I do want to compare this because Sam, your brother said, hey, don't bring mom's pain. I say it. I say it. I it's displayed, isn't it? It's not hiding under the bed behind me. I it's I could put it away, but I leave yeah. it there. Leave my Wagner of it. out of this. Of it. I'm, why why is it when we come on this podcast, I gotta be the one to defend the Wagner uh I parentals. don't I don't know. I don't know. Man. You are a you are a stu- <laughs> whoa. whoa. <laughs> what is my OnlyFans money coming in? Ooh, that's that's a different podcast. That's the that's, that's the exclusive Patreon content. Yeah, that's man. that's that's yeah, the yeah, up, yeah. that's the third heat tier yeah, Patreon yeah, yeah. You, content. You, really gotta, yeah, yeah. you gotta up it. You gotta up it if you want to have those conversations. Huh? So here, but here's what I'm gonna say. I want to compare this because you recommended or asked me between when I watched the movie on Saturday and when we recorded this podcast to watch a movie. Uh, it's true. That's a very good point. You got to yeah. show some uh, only fan, only fans is the way that everybody's getting. There. Don't you worry. I'm gonna show me a feed or two on some only fans because I'm gonna charge thirty dollars a month and I'm gonna char- I'm gonna show y'all my big toe. And- I'm gonna show people exclusively my left butt cheek. Yeah. And that is it. Whoa. I'll paint Whoa. faces on it, and it'll be yeah. like for five extra dollars, you get to peek the face I paint on my left butt cheek. Like that's is like, the right cheek. Is the right cheek, is the right cheek like a separate, like a separate Patreon? Like you get left no. cheek only fan, and then right cheek only fan. No, no, man. What y'all mean? Y'all don't want to see my y'all don't want to see my feet on the OnlyFans, man. I mean, how no. sick. Uh anyway, <laughs> you asked me to watch no. the 2005 movie. 
did. Guess who? Starring yeah. the incomparable Bernie Mac. Yeah, we did. Rest Zoe Zeldana. Rest, rest, rest in peace. Zoe Mac. Saldana and yeah. Ashton Kutcher. And this is I a did. very similar style movie. Yeah. A little bit different, I, but very little, similar. Little and I would like to say outright that this let Brian off the hook. Because Britney said out loud about halfway through this movie that says, Marcus owes me one for yeah. watching this movie. And I, and I went, yeah, I don't I don't care for this. So, <laughs> so I wanted Doug. I wanted Doug to. I didn't know Britney was going to watch it. I'm sorry, Britney. I wanted Doug to watch this because I wanted to see who executed the storyline of white son-in-law being married into a black family mm. better like who did it better who executed it better who resolved things better you know what i mean mm. like that was kind of thing also them randomly throwing a wedding in la and you people just seem like extremely expensive like for Very you to just expensive. have a venue ready to go and doing all that shit like that was a lot for me but and like an artsy venue too like not like any yeah like a nice venue <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot. But I just wanted to see. So I, Doug, I want I want you to tell me between the two movies, who do you think executed things better? Yeah. So the plot's a little bit different. So let's lay some groundwork for those that have not seen Ashton Kutcher and Bernie Max. Uh, guess who? The difference is is that this is entirely Zoe Saldana's family because they lay some groundwork. Ashton Kutcher's dad ran out. Uh, mom just is there, but not really like just that they decide like, we're just going to leave this and have this be an entirely a Zoe Saldana brings Ashton Kutcher back to back, back home to meet mm -hmm. her dad for the first time. And I would say if I had to stand these movies up next to each other, there are diff they check different boxes. Like here's one. I really enjoyed that Bernie Mac and his wife who were renewing their vows mm -hmm. in the movie, they didn't like outwardly say, I'm going to destroy this man. There was hesitation yeah. of who he was and bringing him into their family and what his motivations were. Mm -hmm. But there was never this like, I'm going to get him. Like, and yeah. I, so I appreciated that they did not do this thing where it was like, we hate this person. We don't want mm -hmm. their, we're, we're trying to break them up. Like it just, he was like, I'm going to lay out some ground rules. My ground rules are going to se seem silly and foreign and over the top, but I'm going to lay some ground rules because to be honest with you, the whole thing, like with the hotel, I made this reservation. He says out loud, I this quote from Bernie Mac, which I thought was very funny. It was, and, and I think it, it was, gr it was great when they're, they're in the hotel and he's like, Oh, so you made this reservation before I came here. He goes, I made this reservation 28 years ago mm. when she was born, mm -hmm. which is a, this is a ground rule for my house. It has mm -hmm. nothing to do with your identity. Mm -hmm. I just don't want her. I just don't want you staying at the house. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Check that box. What did I, I would say in terms of Jonah Hill, Ashton Kutcher, I'm going to take Jonah Hill. Oh, Ashton, okay. Ashton Kutcher was just way. There was something about his either the writing of his lines, mm -hmm. the delivery. I don't know what it was, but he was the problem 
with this with my enjoyment of this. <laughs> he was movie. the problem. <laughs> he was I I you take and put anybody else in that role, this movie's better. I don't know what it was. If okay. it was writing or the way he portrayed it, I just didn't. The two thousand five writing will do it to you. Yeah, yeah. Um that's back when Ashton Kutcher was big too. Yeah. Like he, series of movies he was coming yeah. off of that 70s show he yeah. had done punked he also did that like romantic comedy with britney murphy like there was all sorts of stuff yeah. in there that he had done so he was butterfly, big effect. butterfly effect he was big at that 2005 like arc so yeah. but which one does it i don't know i also think though there's still elements of like mistrust and not being entirely forthright mm-hmm I do think that they did a better job of giving Zoe Zeldana a little bit more character development in this mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm. than they did with Lauren London. That was the one like criminal thing I think they did in You People is Lauren London was very much like we didn't get to see a whole lot of her agency or her choice or who she was. She was very much a background piece, which in a movie about an interracial couple, it feels weird to be like, let's put the white man for it was imba- it was and, severely, severely imbalanced. And I don't know if that goes to the Jonah Hill having a writing credit or producing credit, because you know, when you're, if you're writing a movie, do you focus on your character's development? And yeah. is it a, is it a, is you people, and I could be wrong. Is it a story about Ezra finding the balance and everything, or is it a story about the couple finding balance and learning things about each other? You know what I mean? Like, which right. one is it? Because I agree with you. I don't think Lauren London got a lot of character development. So I appreciate then in <clears throat> in I appreciate in Guess Who that Zoe Saldana had a lot more character arc to For her. Sure. For sure. Right. I also, but where I think like it's hard to compare them because it's very different time frames mm-hmm. and very different situations. Like, a whole litany of stuff historically in terms of like historical events mm-hmm. have not happened in 2005. That's true. So there's a whole other dynamic to this. That's very different. Um, so I don't know who does it better. I personally enjoyed you people more than I enjoyed. Guess who I think <laughs> that, there were I appreciated that how Bernie Mac came. I don't know. But I you can't compare Bernie Mac and Eddie Murphy. No, I, so, com, so co, to compare greats, yeah, no. two two titans in terms of their roles. I would say I appreciated Bernie Mac's development a little bit more. Yeah. I appreciated his storyline a little bit more. Because the I, end of that movie is it's not I did him dirty. It's you love him. Why is this an issue? And being a father to his daughter. Mm-hmm. So the, that's the end of, of, of guess who, whereas you, you people is very much the end of this is the conversation between brothers. Like you, you, you were hard on him. You put him through it. Yeah. Like, why did you do that? Like, I it, like and that. I like to so, have that ending better of you people. Yeah. And so I think that they're very different movies. I enjoyed you people a little bit more than um, guess who I think. I also appreciate that you people didn't have the like over sexualized piece of a, of a romantic comedy. And this Mm -hmm. is what I mean by that. There's this whole scene. I mean, Ashton Kutcher was ready to, to, to take Zoe Zeldana in her parents' house while wearing her nighty in the middle of her room 
at like four o'clock in the afternoon. And so there was a part of this that I was like, you didn't com- comedically. We didn't need to go there. Like we could oh. have done something a little bit more. That was unrealistic. I must say, it's not. I'd be, look, I'd be I ready to. Yeah. In, yeah. That might be a whole other podcast for us to talk about. <laughs> talk about. <laughs> talk about that. I want my wife. I want my wife. Wherever we at. Then it wherever. sounds like you should get a hotel room. Because... No, I'm gonna do it right there. I'm gonna do it right in that room. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I that's okay. how you spice it up, man. I gotta tell you, I, gotta no, I can't spice it up, but yeah, your dad, yeah. but her dad and family is downstairs. It's the you know, you gotta caught. go, like, what's the end result of that? You're gonna go look them in the face and be like, yeah. look at what I did. You hear every you hear, this? What you got here? What you and you and your partner gotta shut up. Everybody, shh, 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 stop. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Like, you just everybody just gotta be quiet. No, let's nah, move on. Let's just go. Let's just move no on. Let's just, you're gonna have to look your father in law in the face and be like, Did you hear that? What'd you think Dude, of that? Taking it's a gonna put a whole damper on the evening. No, um, we'll and at four in o'clock in the afternoon, um, <laughs> so what? <laughs> there are no, rules. No, um, rules. anyway, I do like you people's, I do like the and maybe to wrap it up. So, yeah. I feel like you people had. A better ending with the father and his epiphany. Yes. Um, Eddie Murphy and the or the parents' epiphany, really. Yeah. And that's where it kind of made me wish maybe they would have focused more on not just as either focus on Ezra and his development mm-hmm. or the parentals. Don't introduce Stern Father if you can't really cover all of Stern Father's thoughts. Cause then Stern Father comes in, he's stern, then he leaves. And I don't know if I got a complete like story with it if i felt complete in the story with it so i do like that first of all mike epps playing eddie burphy's brother i thought was like amazing hilarious i think that they have great chemistry like off screen and that's why you can kind of tell it was so organic they had more chemistry together than jonah hill and lauren london mike mike epps is a mike epps is a like what Mm -hmm. i would say a unsung hero of most movies that he's in because he is so comedically hilarious and yet he's never like the top build Mm -hmm. he can always like he can play the background yeah but Deion cole was also when they were talking about them damn tron suits Deion cole's (laughs) part was so small but there was this one part where they have the two, so they're they're both <laughs> wedding planners, and yep. Deion Cole is one from the is one from the hood, and then the um the Cohens, which is the Jewish family, they have their wedding planner. Yeah, they have this one scene where the wedding planner saying, "We basically got to hurry, we got to hurry, y'all, we got to hurry." She puts her hand on Deion Cole, and he looks down at, like as her hand touches him, he looks at her hand and looks back up at her. <laughs> And to me, that was the most organic and the funniest. Deion Cole is just really good at that. He's hilarious. He, he doesn't have to say anything in order for the shit to be hilarious. I really like when this, the cast was not a problem. The cast was awesome. The cast was not a problem. It's just some areas I just felt maybe were incomplete for me. And maybe it's because I'm not in an interracial relationship, but I am black at the end of the day. Well, and I think you're right, though. Like, And I think your point about the dad like i think there are you and i don't know if this is again i don't know if this is kenya barris i don't know if it's jonah hill 
I don't know who is this because Kenya Barris was responsible for blackish and white. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So there, he has some expertise at covering this and, 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 and writing about it. It's his topic. So it's his air. It's his forte, right? Like this is in his wheelhouse to cover this. So there's a part of me and especially in a modern day setting because blackish came out like six years ago and it has been, like important going forward. So there's, there's a whole like element to that. So I don't know. Is it Jonah Hill? Is it, who is it that put this in there? We'll because know. you're don't do a sequel though. Because you're right. You put in pieces specifically with Eddie Murphy's character. And even with Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, you put in some of these pieces where it was like, they just, you had complex things, but you didn't give them the attention and the light yep. that they needed. This either yep. needed to be about the parents or it needed to be about the kids. And you tried to say, what if it was about everybody? And that yeah. just ain't going to work. That's like, too it, much. It's too much for a movie. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I would recommend people watch it. Like, it's not a bad watch. Like, it's certainly uh, worth a watch, especially since it's on Netflix, right? Like it's not, it's not a bad watch. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's a free watch. It's easy. I mean, just watch it for yourself. See what, you know, everybody's going to have different parts. Cause when I went on socials, TikTok is like half of the algorithm was like, this movie was great. And then it really breaks in the layers of like people in interracial, interracial relationships. Yeah. What's real and what's not. You have the women's side, you have the men's side. So, like, there's so many different conversational pieces happening. I really feel like you just got to go fill it by yourself. You know what the fuck I'm going to do? Move on to the next movie because I don't think there's any chance of me rewatching this or anything no, like that. No, 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 no. You know, no, I just don't no, see myself gonna. doing it. So, I'm just going to. I would love to have a conversation, though, like almost as a follow up. I would almost love to have a conversation with someone who was in a interracial yeah, marriage. For sure. Tell me say, how relatable this actually is. Tell me what we missed because, and tell me how relatable this is because I only have my lens as my, as my marriage, which is not mm-hmm. interracial and you only have the experience that you have. Um, and we all know how your mom feels about it. So That's there's true. that. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Worth a watch. It's a free watch. So yeah, absolutely. Do whatever the hell y'all want to do, man. That's right. Marcus. Anything else that you would like to say either about the guess who or you people? No, I think I think watch both in the world that we live in. Racial tensions are high. Just watch something different. You know, what I mean, yeah. even if you're not in a you don't feel like you relate to it or you're not in an interracial relationship or something like that. Watch something different. It's a good conversational piece It's a good Long piece. Time. Like maybe you don't understand something. Honestly, even beyond the interracial dating part, it's like, how do you interact with people outside of your normal like your normal yeah. circle world community? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, look at that component, even if it's not about the dating portion. Are you a Cohen? You know what I mean? Or are you on the complete opposite end and you're like an Eddie Murphy? Um, you know, just look at how you interact. How do you, how well do you know people? How well do you interact with people that don't aren't like you? And you, you know what I mean? So that's all I can say. Go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Anything, sir, that you would like to plug this week? Of course. There's a, the one thing I want to promote first is the love nerds. T H E L O V E N E R D S dot com. All right. So go to lovenerds.com. They have all types of recipes. They have all types of tips and tricks and tools for the trade. All right. As we are going into Black History Month, I don't know if there's anything on there, but there's a recipe you can use to have a good Black History Month celebration. I'm pretty sure on the lovenerds.com. And that's why we love the lovenerds.com. All right. So that's T H E L O V E N E R D S dot 
Com. Visit thelovenerds.com. Here's and, what I will say. Yeah. If you are looking to maybe, you know, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Ooh, and maybe you're looking right. for like some fly t-shirt designs mm-hmm. for you and your special someone to wear. I'm sure that there's I something there. I forgot about there. Valentine's Day. Yeah. I, that's fine. It's okay. That's yeah. <laughs> It's and, Black or, History Year. <laughs> or if you are looking to make something super special and you know that your significant other loves some truly delicious wings, there's some, there's some fucking bomb-ass wings yeah. on that site that you could check out and enjoy for yourself so head over to the lovenerds.com to pick it all up yeah next thing we want to promote is follow the mantra we will be releasing two special edition um hoodies crew necks all that kind of good stuff on our monster on our follow the mantra spreadshirt.com they will be two one is called my boo and one is called um i forgot what this is called this is just called Valentine's Day. So um, buy two different Noah gear. Um, never offended, always humble. You know the mantra. Make sure you sure. style the mantra. Get something for yourself. Get something for your friends. But above anything else, uh, follow the mantra. Never offended, always humble. Are there any plans for uh, the store to do any sort of intimate apparel? Like if I wanted to put follow like the mantra. Laundry? Like I wanted to put follow the mantra on some boxers. Yeah. I can. No. Okay. Good. Appreciate <laughs> no. it. Nope. That's right. what I needed was a direct keep, answer. Don't keep, get my hopes up. Yeah. Don't yeah, get yeah. my hopes up. I would say yeah. keep following the mantra off your left cheek only fans. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Don't. Yeah. Well, then I don't, we don't. think it's then I don't think it's gonna work. Um uh, <laughs> I I would like to plug this podcast. So yeah. we got some great stuff coming up. There's some big movies coming out that we're gonna cover. <laughs> Next week we're covering uh Knock at the Cabin. Uh, then two weeks after that, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania we're going to cover. So stick with us. The best way to show the podcast some love is to share us with a friend. So send us a friend or a family member. Your love you, Brian. You love films in black and white. Yes, we love you, Brian. Um, and we have some big things in the Patreon. So coming up, we've got our Ask, our Ask Us Anything, which is exclusive for our Patreon folks. Um, and remember, you always get to pick movies that we watch. You get your producing credit that way. So uh, sign up for the Patreon at, uh, at patreon.com slash film in black and white Marcus, we have a three-step process to success to success what is the first step sir the first step is you want to read a Mm -hmm. book all right you want to read a book any book whatever book you want to do you know i mean just read it all right read and don't just read it just to read it read to comprehend okay because you can just read a book of some bullshit right Right. and scanning it and ain't really taking in what's looking for keywords yeah, that yeah, just so you can give some type of bullshit summary of say, oh, I read it. Like, no, 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 this ain't box tops reading. All right, we talking about some real <laughs> reading with comprehension. All right, so make sure you read a book. Absolutely. Uh, the second step to success is look, y'all, drink some water. This dry air is gonna suck the goddamn life out of you. And if you don't put some water in your system, your whole skin is gonna get dried out and you're gonna itch. And if you're the type of person who gets ashy, you're gonna get ashy too. It's gonna be a whole thing. So just Make sure to drink some water. Uh, treat it to yourself to some nice water, you know, like a Voss or a Fiji. Like those are all options. But drink your water because at the end of the day, it's it's dry out here, man. Like it's really it dry. dry. It's, it's dry. very dry. So yeah, yeah, take us on to that third step. The last step you. is you want to make sure before you go meet any type of in-laws or anything like that that you are yep. washing that 
ass. Okay, you want to uh-huh. make sure that you are washing that ass. You don't want to go meet new people and you don't like, you know what I mean? You don't know what's going on and you, they trying to figure out where that stank is coming from. And it's really coming from the crack of your ass. Okay, so always make sure True. that you are washing your ass. You're doing everything that you're supposed to. Wash your legs. Wash your feet. When the last time you washed the bottom of your feet? You don't even know what they look like. They could be black as hell. You need to wash your in the wa- wash Standing in the water is not enough. That's not enough. It's Hopping not in enough. there just to say you did it. You're not a child anymore. Okay. No. You're not, a, you don't just hop in the water, get wet so that your parents can check your hair to see if you really bathed or not. <laughs> you need to get your grown ass in the tub and wash your ass. Please. Just please. Uh, that does it for this week's episode of Films of Black and White. We will be back next week with M. Night Shyamalan's Knock on the Cabin. Uh, in the meantime, and in the between time, stay safe. What? I'm going to play this outro again, too. Oh, you should. In the meantime, and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We will catch y'all next week. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blicking black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black, and I'm black. Yo, I'm black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black.